Direct from Newstalk ZB's team at Parliament, the Beehive Buzz. Beehive Buzz. Beehive Buzz time. Jason Walls is our deputy political editor, and we go to him live in New York, where he's covering the Prime Minister's trip to the United Nations General Assembly. Jason, did you fly the 17-hour flight straight from Auckland to New York? I did. I did. It was um, one of yeah. It was it was a long time in the air. In fact, I think it's probably the longest flight that I've ever taken. But it had more buzz than any flight that I've ever been on in my life. I mean, there were people clapping when we took off. There were people clapping when we landed. There was chatting the whole time. There was bubbles before we got on. So it was really quite the occasion. And it was, um, you know, I don't know. I'm not an aviation expert. We flew there and we landed. So I was happy. And I got my bags at the other side. It was good. <laughs> That's but, really you know, good. It's, <laughs> That's a <laughs> well, bonus. what happened on the other side. That you yeah. must have had VIP media on your bags. And they said, oh, let's get Jason Walls' bags on the plane. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they did. But I tell you where I didn't have a VIP media status was in the U.S. airport in um, JFK. And if you are, those of you that will remember flying into the U.S., it's just such a nightmare waiting in security for hours upon end, not wanting to make eye contact with any of the security guards. And just, oh, yeah. But well, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. Are you flying back on it as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll be flying back Um on Saturday night, New York time, which is on Sunday, New Zealand time. I'm so jealous of you. That's sub, it's my um, bucket list, number one on my bucket list. I'm a terrible flyer. So is it was it really that tough? Oh, I was fine. I mean, I had, there was lots of shows and things I downloaded, so that was good. I'm not a very good sleeper on planes, so I had to take some sleeping pills, but I tossed and turned and didn't do very well. But some of the other journalists had better seats than I was, so I was quietly a little bit resentful. How far, how far up to the front of the plane were you? I'm getting on to political stuff there. Don't worry. I just want to know. <laughs> I, I'm living my life vicariously through you like I normally do. I was, um, I was in row 46, so pretty oh. far back, but I was right at the front, so I had, I had a bit of leg room, so okay. it wasn't too bad. Okay, what's the big story of the week so far? Tell us what's happening. Well, it's got to be the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. Of course, that didn't happen this week. This has been an ongoing war for a number of months now, but it was always going to be the story that dominated at the UN. I mean, it's such such a senseless move of aggression from Putin's behalf. And the whole world, almost the whole world, has come out against Putin and Russia and said that this is a, a terrible thing that they've done and it's, um, they should pull back immediately. And that's been on display this entire time. I mean, the first thing that UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said when he did his address opening Leaders Week was really calling out Russia, but not just calling out Russia. He was also putting some of the defeat back on the UN Security Council. It was the Security Council that had the veto right that meant that Russia was able to say that um, any moves that the UN would have made to stop or impede the Russian invasion was essentially voided, um, rendered useless because of that veto right. And so he was pointing out that essentially, you know, the system isn't as good as it should be and there should be some move to reform. And this has been New Zealand's position since the UN essentially started. I mean, we've been against the veto for so long because you just look at what's happened and you say, well, what on earth is the point in the United Nations if a sovereign nation can invade another country and they can't do anything because the country that's invading them has vetoed any action? So it is a bit outrageous. So that is absolutely the cloud hanging over um, Leaders Week this week. What's Ardoon's uh, reaction been like? 
Well, she's been very consistent from what she said right at the beginning um, of Russia's aggression, which is completely, completely condemning Russia, completely condemning Putin, and actually sending aid um, in the form of, uh, it started with things like helmets, and um, bulletproof vests, and then it, is, it ramped up to things like um, bigger guns and um, forms of military equipment. So New Zealand has done a, a part here, and it has been acknowledged. Jacinda Ardern actually did meet with the Russian prime minister today, not um, Vladimir Zelensky, the prime minister, um, and they had a sideline at the United Nations where they talked about a number of things. But it was actually Vladimir Zelensky that spoke to the UN not so long ago and he was it was a powerful speech and just afterwards we got word that that's how Jacinda Ardern described it and it was clear from um, um, from his speech that he is, has no plans in holding back mankind and the international law are stronger than one terrorist state Russia will be forced to end this war the war it has started Wow. So going out and calling Russia a terrorist state is a big move. But if you look at what they've done, and he laid out the atrocities that they've committed to his people, it's very hard to sit there and disagree with him. I mean, he got a standing ovation after his speech, and he talked about the, the world needing to unite behind Russia to punish them. And he directly asked the United Nations, United Nations to um, implement a special tribunal to set up to punish Russia. So it remains to be seen if that will actually happen. But there's no doubt that his speech is definitely the most impassioned, the most impactful and the most watched in the whole assembly. Wow. What's left on uh, Jacinda Ardern's agenda this week? Well, she's got um, a couple of bilaterals left. She's got she's talking to the um, prime minister of Chile tomorrow, which should be um, interesting. There's the, some sort of relationship that New Zealand has with the country, so it'd be good to um, see that. There's a couple of other meetings. She's got some, some talking points um, with various different world leaders, and of course there's a lot of the hush-hush behind-the-scenes things that us nosy journalists don't actually know about. But the big thing that she's got left is her speech at the United Nations. I mean, every leader gets a speech, and hers is on um, Saturday New Zealand time, which is Friday over here. Now, she's very, very wide expected to um, be very critical of Russia and um, to sound a very supportive tone to the Ukrainian defense efforts. She's also very likely to talk about climate change. That is the other thing that has been um, the main source and the main focus point over here is climate change. In fact, um, Antonio Guterres said that um, he urged world leaders to stop um, this suicidal war against the environment. So he's come out pretty strongly against that. He's also called for um, developed countries to slap a tax on fossil fuel companies and use that money to help smaller countries that are being worse hit by climate change. Jacinda Ardern, we asked her about that the other day. Um, she said that, you know, Guterres wasn't really talking about New Zealand and New Zealand has a number of other initiatives underway. So no climate pollution tax at this stage. But um, she's got a few things left on her agenda, but by far um, the most interesting and exciting and the one that most people want to know about is the speech. Jason, I also heard that she said she gave a speech for Prince William. What was that over? I just heard a rumbling of that. Yeah, so um, Prince William was obviously scheduled to be here as well. He is the um, founder of a, a climate charity called Earthshot. 
um, and as part of being the the the, the, the 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 person in charge of that, he was supposed to come over and do a speech. However, given that his um, grandmother, Queen Elizabeth, uh, passed away, and there was the funeral earlier this week, he remained in London. And he could have chosen anybody in the world to give his speech in his stead, but he chose Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. So this morning she gave that speech and said that she is a, quote, poor substitute. substitute yeah. How- yeah. However, um, she still delivered the speech, and it was it was a, quite an interesting event. I mean, you know, it was Michael Bloomberg was there, and he was obviously it was his foundation, and it was in the New York Plaza, so overlooking Central Park, and it was just this grand, magnificent hotel, and they took us through this labyrinth of wealthy maze, and then we got in, and there was all sorts of refreshments in this room that looks like it must have costed hundreds of thousands of dollars to set up, and that's not alone. Um, not including all the staff. So the whole event would have been hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And it is a little bit ironic looking at around, seeing all this lavish wealth being splashed around while they're talking about saving the environment. But you do have to say there, there are quite a few initiatives that this Earthshot Foundation runs and funds that are actually doing some good work. Jason, thank you very much. Uh, it's amazing to be able to speak to you live in, uh, in New York. And I'll give you a little bit of Nick advice for you for coming home. You know, on your phone, you'll have a number for Christopher Luxon because I know that you'll, you'll deal with him. What I'd do is flick him a text and say, I was on 47 on the way over. Do you reckon that you could contact someone in Air New Zealand and get me into something that doesn't end with anything more than a, you know 12 or 13? It might get you up the front. It might help you. Just an idea.